today with Melissa, and Melissa is a full-time homeschool parent. And during this uh, season where there's a lot of parents that are not full-time homeschool parents looking for some good ideas, some best practices, we wanted to bring somebody like Melissa into this to try to help us out with some, some ideas. So Melissa, what have you learned? What are some best practices that you found in the process of being a full-time homeschool parent? So some of the best practices, um, I would say number one would be to have a routine. Um, we all have different family cultures and different personalities, strengths and weaknesses. Um, and especially when you're talking about kids and parents who are used to being in the workforce or in a classroom, being together is a whole shift. Mm -hmm. um, but formulating some, some kind of routine so you can get the things done in your day that need to be done, teach those subjects that are core subjects. Um, and that might look different from different people. Like, you know, we have a certain routine in my home, but it might look completely different for, for somebody else. Um, so like number one tip on the routine would be to make sure that the routine is working for you and that you're not serving the routine. And I'll also say um, during a time of transition is the hardest time to teach a child in my experience. So during this formulating of your routine, you need to make sure that you're giving yourself grace, make sure you're giving your kids extra grace because it just takes time to establish and um, you're all gonna need that in this time of transition. And then um, maybe also being flexible because mm -hmm. no matter how great your routine is, you will have times that it just doesn't work. Whether you've got a sick kid or the dog's acting up or laundry's piling up, you'll be distracted. Um, so just as you're making your routines, make sure you're building in margin into your day to not have things so strictly scheduled that um, those distractions completely throw you off. Um, there'll also be times where you're teaching a lesson to your child and they may not have the best attitude or they may legitimately struggle with it and it's going to take a lot longer than what you have planned for. That doesn't um, happen with you guys. Though, oh, it happens all it? the time. Okay. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so when those things happen, um, I have to remind myself that my relationship with my children has to be more important than any assignment that I have on my list to check off. That's good. Um, so that has to be front and center in my mind is keeping the relationship intact because when I first started homeschooling my oldest, I had the mindset that when we were doing homeschool, we were doing school at home. And that might sound good, but in practice it just doesn't work that way because it's your home. There's a whole different atmosphere to it. Um, I am the parent and it's hard to turn off teacher mode and be in parent mode. It kind of all meshes together sometimes. So yeah. if you always have it front and center in your mind that your relationship with your children is the most important thing over any type of book work that you might assign, I think you'll be okay. And just mm. to give lots and lots of grace. That's great. So what do you do in a, in a planning session, planning out your day, planning out your week, maybe planning out your curriculum? Give us some insight on how we can do that. Okay. So um, as a full-time homeschooling parent, my, my way of planning is probably going to look a lot different than your way of planning if you've just been thrown into this. Um, usually I will, there's a slew of homeschool curriculums out there, and I'll pick from the best ones that I can find and the ones that I feel like will work for our family. And I usually look at how many lessons or chapters are in that curriculum, what we're gonna cover, 
and divide it up by how many weeks that we're homeschooling, which is typically 36. Okay. And then I use that to kind of make a weekly and then a daily plan. Um, but if you've just been thrown into this um, all of a sudden and you're wondering what to do with your child, um, the way we do it for our, just the way our day flows is we start off with what we call folder work. And in folder work is all of the core subjects that a child would need to complete in a successful school day. So your math, your handwriting, um, maybe some grammar, depending on the age of your child, different things like that. And I make sure that I include independent stuff that they can do on their own that they don't need me for. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of the folder, so you've got a two-sided two folder, one side is independent and the other side would be stuff that they have to do with me, which is like if you're te teaching a child to read, their phonics lessons, um, maybe one-on-one -on -one math stuff, things like that. Um, and I just usually, we have a block of time that we're working through our folders and the kids rotate one-on-one -on -one time with me as they're doing their independent work. Um, and then after that, we usually have what we call morning basket time, which is my favorite time yeah. of our homeschool day. Um, it involves like our family Bible readings where we're memorizing scripture, we're um, learning to sing some hymns and having learning to pray together and um, things like poetry memorization or any other like fun little facts that we're working on That's memorizing. Great. Um, so that takes, that takes about an hour because we like to do that. Mm -hmm. And then usually after that time it's lunch and then quiet time because we all need that. And then I usually take a chunk in the afternoon to do things like history or geography or science or things like that. Okay. So. That's cool. Well, this is kind of off topic, but mm -hmm. on your social media, I love to see the field trip days. Yes. You've taken some, give us some, some ideas about some field trips that you've taken. We love field trips. Field mm -hmm. trips, um, I love it because you can work it into whatever you're studying, be it, be it um, science or history, and it can be a hands-on way for your child to learn. Um, right now, with all of the museums and such being closed, that yeah. might be a little bit more difficult for parents. Um, but outside, nature is not closed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. um, you could be working on like just learning on different things in nature, like um, how a tree looks in the spring mm -hmm. and why it functions that way. And you can go in your backyard or on a hiking trail. There's a ton around the Chattanooga area um, that are beautiful and it gets you the fresh air and the sunshine and you could still learn some very sciencey things in a fun way. Yeah. So I love That's doing great. that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, what are some tips um, that you can give us or some resources that would be really helpful right now, especially for people that are new to homeschooling or people that are temporarily homeschooling, where, where can mm -hmm. they go for help or where can they go for resources? Okay, so if you're just beginning homeschooling, you may not know what your child even needs to be learning in that mm -hmm. school year. Um, and you can go to the Tennessee Department of Education standards website there. Okay. Um, and it, it will, you can pull up all kinds of things to mm -hmm. give you some ideas of what your child should be learning in kindergarten or second, third grade, all of, all of the grades. So that is helpful. That would be a good starting off point. Mm -hmm. um, next, I would just say utilize the books that you have in your home. Um, there's so much that can be taught from even a simple child's picture book mm -hmm. to even books that might be above your child's reading level, something that they can't independently 
read because maybe they're too young, they haven't learned that yet, or they're just a struggling reader, but they can comprehend mm -hmm. more than they can read on their own. So just getting time on the couch together as a family and reading some really good books, like it builds their vocabulary, it gets their imaginations going, and I think that's super helpful. Um, there's a website called um, readaloudrevival.com that has a great list of resources on that. It separates um, book recommendations by age and grade, and there's a podcast that's really helpful for parents and kids like it too. So that's, that's, that's a good cool. resource when yeah. it comes to the literature side of things. Um, I also saw on social media the other day that um, the language arts curriculum that we typically use in our family, it's um, the Institute for Excellence in Writing, IEW, IEW.com, they are offering free language arts courses wow. um, through their website that can okay. be downloaded. Um, there probably is some videos that go with those, mm -hmm. and there's a wonderful language arts curriculum that could be utilized. Yeah. So. Thanks, Melissa. A lot of great resources. We're going to post some of those resources for you. And I want to ask if you would share the video. Let's spread the message of truth and hope.